You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. It's good to have you along with us today. Uh, We want to share with you today, give thanks. That's our topic. That's our sermon topic for today. Give thanks today on Words of Encouragement. Every day should be Thanksgiving. Every day. But we do have a time that we have set aside as, as, a, uh, as a body of believers and as a nation, actually, that we give thanks uh, to God for all that He has done uh, for us. And it's... Uh, <laughs> I saw someone this week had said... Uh, they said... Uh, they didn't, uh, you know, the, the Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving meal is, that we've been told about is the pilgrims uh, meeting with the Indians and them uh, sitting down at a table, and uh, some of that has been debunked uh, as to how much of the story has been embellished. And uh, someone asked the question, does anybody even know any pilgrims? And I thought, I know Bo uh, Pilgrim and his, uh, he, his wife, Beth, and I know Melissa Pilgrim, but she married David Hogue, so she's now a Hogue. But I know some Pilgrims. Uh, and then, of all things, I saw this week, someone said that why didn't the, uh, why, do, why do we not depict the Pilgrims in other colored clothing? And I said, because they were Puritans, for crying out loud, and they wore black. That's what they did. Uh, but someone said, well, that just doesn't seem fair and equal, and we need, they needed to be painted in different colors. I thought, well, let's just change history, because you think that they need to be wearing other colors than which they never wore. Well, that's fine. But it's funny. It's, it's interesting how uh, when we look back in history, uh, what we see, uh, what happened... And then how sometimes as, the, as, as time rolls on, how it gets revised in certain ways. Uh, and it's not, you know, some of it's not true. It's, it's kind of shocking uh, to look at. Uh, but Thanksgiving, normally it brings relatives, turkeys. Some of those may be the same. I didn't say that. Relatives, turkeys... <laughs> hams, uh, and at least a, a, a one green bean casserole into a home in, in our nation. Uh, normally, Thanksgiving brings grandparents together with grandchildren, and for some, that will not be happening this year. Uh, it will be different. Some will meet together anyway and say, well, it was at least we got together one last time. <laughs> Even then, there may be certain relatives that are being cautious who do not make Thanksgiving because of that. In this messed up year, making time to give thanks to God just might seem a little crazy to some. You look at this year and you think, wow, where do we find something to be thankful about in the middle of all of this? Let me ask you, in the midst of all this turmoil that we've been through this year, are we really expected to give thanks to God 
I mean, really, are we expected as his children to thank him in the middle of all of this? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, we find, uh, we find our text for today. And I'm going to ask if you are able to stand and willing to stand, if you would. The Bible says, in everything... Give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I may have answered my question already. But may, may we find, may God when he looks at our hearts find thankful hearts today. May his word be imprinted upon our hearts today. You may be seated. Well, in this passage, we're looking, I'm going to be looking at 16, 17, and 18 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And the first thing we see is we're to rejoice. Verse 16 says, rejoice always and then pray without ceasing. Paul has been discussing how a Christian is to live and he writes these words to these believers in Thessalonica he tells them to rejoice, pray without ceasing. This rejoice, it means to have joy. Joy isn't like happiness, which is based upon happenings or whether or not things are going well. Joy is something that remains in the midst of suffering. Joy is not happiness. Nehemiah wrote, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. This joy is always with us. If the, if the Lord has forgiven you of your sins, then there is that joy that is inside of you that no one can take away. That joy is there and you can be joyful about that fact that you've been forgiven of your sins. You can relish that fact. Have you ever gone back to a gift that you got a long time ago and just kind of rekindled the joy that, that you received when you, when you received that gift? Have you ever gone back and just thought, wow, I remember when I got this. I remember when someone gave this to me. It was such a gift and it was so, it was just, you, you just kind of revisited that joy. Well, the joy of the Lord, the joy that you have as being one of God's children, you can revisit that joy. In fact, I think, uh, I think we need to do that daily. We need to daily re remember and revisit the joy that we are one of God's children. That fact is amazing and incredible and wonderful. And we need to revisit that joy. Rejoice always. It's a joy that we can tap into when times are tough. It's a joy that no one can take away. It's a joy that brings us comfort. If you're going to have joy, let it be the joy that comes from the Lord. 
It is the emotion we have when we stop and realize that God loves us despite of what despite despite what we have done. He loves us. There's a joy in that to know that he loves us anyway. It is the emotion we have when we understand that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. We were a bunch of dirty, rotten sinners and Jesus died for us and made it possible for us to be forgiven anyway. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it interesting how when someone does something to us that we don't like, we want to make it very hard for them to be forgiven. We want to make it almost impossible for them to be forgiven. We really don't want to forgive them. And yet God did what He could And it was enough in sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, for us, and take upon himself our sins. God made sure it was possible. We deserve to go to hell because of our sin, but Jesus died in our place so that we do not have to go there. There is a joy in that fact. When you realize that, that feeling you get is that Emotion of joy. Paul says, hold on to that joy. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Paul also states to pray without ceasing. I used to look at that and have a problem with that. I can't eat. I can't interact with others. I can't talk to anybody else. I'm praying right now. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to pray without ceasing. I don't have time for anything. I've got to pray. Is this this what Paul is saying? Are we supposed to kneel all day long with our hands clasped together, crying out to God? Certainly that could be done, but we have been made human beings and we have to eat and we have to interact with other people. Paul is not suggesting that we become monks who pray all day and never interact with others. I think our answer to to Paul can be found in the definition of prayer. What is prayer? What is it that we're to do without ceasing? Prayer is communication with God. What Paul is saying is, do not stop communicating with God. Keep it up. Keep communicating with Him. Do not stop communicating with God. Pray without ceasing. Keep communicating with Him. Stay in constant communication with Him. How do you know and learn more about a friend? You have to spend time with them. You have to communicate with them. Some Listen, you may have found some things out during this past year about your friends that you didn't like and didn't know. And you thought, whoa, what in the world? I didn't know you felt that way. And you've had this friendship for years. But then all of a sudden, oh my. It's important that we communicate with each other. It's important that we communicate because we remain in that communication. We remain in relationship when we communicate with each other. And it's important that we do this. The same is true of God. The more time we spend with Him, sharing our thoughts. I mean, look, I've shared a lot of thoughts with Him this year. I have shared a lot of thoughts with Him this year. 
And I've asked, why is this happening? Why is this happening in this way? Why are people feeling this way? Why are they feeling that way? I've talked to him a lot this year. I've communicated with him my thoughts, my desires, my disappointments. And as we do this, as you and I communicate consistently with him, constantly with him, regularly with him, we get to know him and we're in relationship with him. Paul knew what he was saying when he said, pray without ceasing. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was instructing these believers to do. He knew that if they constantly spoke with God, they were going to begin to know how God thinks, how God works. They were going, listen, let me put it this way. A lot of God was going to start rubbing off on his children the more they communicated with him. And Paul knew this. He understood this. And that's why he told them, you, you, you've got to continue to talk to the Lord. When our focus is more on the eternal than the temporal, we realize that we will make it through whatever we're facing in this world. Because this world is temporal. It's not here forever. We have a beyond, which is heaven. For those of us who trust in Christ, it's heaven. And we go there, and it's eternal. It will never end. Does this mean that we will be victorious over everything we face? In a sense, it does. It does mean this. When we realize that God has us in His hand and our eternal existence is more than just this body and this world, we are eternally empowered to overcome what tempor whatever temporary problems we face. It's a different perspective, isn't it? It's a different perspective. But it's the truth. Sure, we will have bad times. Sure, we will have sad times. And extremely difficult times in this world. But compared to eternity, our issues are but a tenth of a drop in the bucket of time. I am in no way minimizing your tenth of a drop. But what I want you to do is to take it and measure it by the love that God has for you. I don't want to minimize anyone's pain because it hurts and it's real. But take it and put it up against the love that God has for you. I pray you're overwhelmed by His love. Measure your tenth of a drop by what He has done for you in securing a place for you in heaven. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. There is joy to be found in the constant communication that we have with God. There is joy. Will you, will you rejoice? Will you keep talking to the Lord? Will you rejoice in what He's done for you? Will you continue talking with Him? Don't put Him off. Don't just say, well, Brother Craig, I only talk to God on Sunday." Please, talk to him on Mondays. Talk to him on Tuesdays. Talk to him every day of the week. Talk with him constantly. Share with him. You're not crazy if you talk to the Lord. People might think you are if you're talking out loud walking down the street. But you know what? 
I got over it. I got over it. I was on the walking trail, and there were some ladies walking down the trail, and they were praising the Lord. And they had their hands up, and they were just, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praising the Lord. At first I thought, oh, boy. And then I thought, you know what? Ha! <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with that. They're praising the Lord. Hey, they could have been praising the trees. They could have been praising a rock. They could have been praising something really weird. But they were praising the Lord. So I'm thinking, my goodness, we're, I mean, it seems like I read in the Bible, we're to lift holy hands up to the Lord, we're to praise Him, we're to give Him thanks. So that's not a weird thing at all. So I got over it real quickly and thought, wow, I need to be praising the Lord and thanking the Lord as I walk along on this walk, instead of trying to solve all the world's problems. <laughs> so will you rejoice? Will you keep talking with God? The next thing. We're to get, we are given a command to give thanks. Hmm. In everything, give thanks. Here we see a command given. Surely it does not apply all the time, though. Surely this is a... And maybe this expired a long time ago. Maybe the scripture doesn't apply to us today. Maybe, maybe, or, or maybe it just doesn't mean... Uh, maybe it means in certain times we're to give... In everything, give thanks. I, I, uh, Boy, it's written in such a way that it's hard to get around, isn't it? In everything, give thanks. It's, it, it's a command given to us. But surely a year like we've had, surely we could pass on this command. Surely we could get by without having to do this. Well, it does not say only give thanks when the year has been wonderful. It does not say give thanks when you feel like it. I know that's disappointing. <laughs> It'd be, it's so much easier to give thanks when we feel like it. It's so much easier to say, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. In everything, give thanks. Boy, that's just, I don't know. It simply says, in everything, give thanks. But notice, it states we're to give thanks in everything. Not for everything. If you ever saw somebody standing in front of their house that was burning down behind them and the newscaster says, is, is talking to them and they're saying, well, I'm just giving thanks. I'm just giving thanks. My house is, I'm giving thanks for my house that's burning. I mean, question that. Question that. You're not giving thanks for everything. You're giving thanks in everything, in the middle of everything. Even in spite of everything, you're giving thanks to God because of who He is, because of what He's done for you. This world is temporary. We attach a lot to our material possessions. We grab hold of those and when we lose them. I had two masks that were made by Abe Credit's daughter. One of them says, love from a distance. The other says, God is. I've lost the one that says love from a distance. I'm still a little annoyed that I lost it. But it's a material possession. It's something that is... I'm not going to take to heaven with me. How many of you are going to wear a mask in heaven? Not going to be a need for it. Praise God, it's a perfect place. Praise God, it's where He is. Praise God, it's heaven. It's not earth. 
I want to help us to focus on the eternal today. Paul is not asking us to thank God for this horrible virus that has taken loved ones from us. He is not telling us to give thanks for all the horrible things which have happened this past year. God is not expecting you to give thanks for the horrible things. What he is saying, that in the, in the midst of it all, we're to give thanks to God. We're to focus on him. We're to focus on what he's done for us. Listen, nobody else could take care of our sin. Nobody else could forgive us of our sins. Nobody else can make the passageway into heaven. Only God could do that. Only He could do that. And guess what? He did it for us. There is great joy in that. And we have something to be thankful for. We have that to be thankful for. No matter what is happening around us. No matter what is going on in our lives. No matter what we're facing. We have that to thank God for. And in all things. We can give thanks. We can give thanks. In the midst of it all. We're to focus on what he has done and who he is. When we keep it in focus. When we keep it in focus, we will find everything else pales in comparison. It pales in comparison. Well, I lost, I, you know, but that was special. I lost that. Well, I, that, you know, the, the fire took this. Or I, I, lost, I lost someone so close to me. It's so hard to deal with. It is. And God helps us to deal with those things that we've lost. He does. But when we... When we take it and lift it up and we look at the love of God that he has for us, we realize we can still give thanks to God. Paul is helping us to keep things in perspective. We forget quite often that this world is not eternal. We're only here for a while and then we're out of here. Life is like a vapor, James said. It appears for a moment and then it's gone. When we look at this verse... Further, we find that this is God's will for us. It's God's will for us. This is His will that we focus on rejoicing, that we focus on talking with Him, that we focus on giving thanks for what He has done. When we keep things in perspective, we will be a lot better off. Isn't it amazing how easily we can be distracted by the things of this world? Wow. But again, this world. How do we give thanks in a year like we have had? How does someone do that? It's all about having the correct perspective. Listen, even when things are bad, God is still Good. Even when the plans we have do not go as we would like for them to go, God is good. When the pot roast is dry, God is still good. When the bills are due and you're unsure about how they're going to be paid, God is still good. The nature of God does not change just because circumstances not, are, are not as we think they should be. It doesn't change God. It doesn't make God bad. God is still good. Even when circumstances are bad, 
God continues to be loving. He continues to be forgiving. He continues to be a just God. He continues to be filled with grace and kindness. As long as God is who He is, we will always have a reason to be thankful. Even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of a year like we've had, with all that has happened in it, oh my. But God is still good. God is still loving. God is still there. God is still here. It may sound simple, but let me encourage you. Let me encourage you to see the gift of salvation that God has given to us as the most important gift we could ever receive. It truly is. It's the difference between heaven and hell. And God made it possible for us to go to heaven. He made it possible. That is the greatest gift any of us could ever receive. Oh, but Brother Craig, you didn't see that new car my neighbor got. It pales in comparison. Oh, but Brother Craig, my neighbor got the, a, a brand new bass boat too. And it, it look, it's got... I don't care. <laughs> You're not taking the boat. You're not taking the car to heaven when you die. It's not going to make it up there. Now, does God have, you know, does he have a special meal of fish up there? I don't know. Jesus ate fish while he was here. I don't know. Will we still be able to eat fish? I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. But you know what? What's gonna, the most important thing in heaven is going to be the, the fact that we're there with God. That he is there. And get this. Our loved ones who have trusted in Christ will be there. We can give thanks today for that fact. We can give thanks to God in the midst of all of the storm, in the midst of everything that's happening in our lives. We can say, dear God, I thank you that my, my relatives are in heaven with you for they trusted in Christ. We can give thanks to him for who he is and what he's done. Even in the midst of the most horrible awful, terrible year that we could ever have. We can give thanks. Be thankful. Be thankful. I pray that you will rejoice in what God has done for you. I pray that you'll continually talk to the Lord. Just talk to Him. As you, you know, those things you think about during the day... Share them with the Lord right away. You know, wow, that person just cut me off on the highway. Dear God, did you see that? <laughs> Dear Lord, I, I was just thinking about my neighbor. I, went, I hadn't checked on them in a while. I wonder how they're doing. God, be with them. I mean, whatever your thoughts are during the day, just turn them up to the Lord. Just give them up to Him. Talk to Him. Spend time with Him. Will you give thanks to God even, in, even if your world is in chaos? Will you simply just give thanks? In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. Lord, we are thankful that we do not have to thank you for the bad things. 
But Father, in the midst of the bad things, we can thank you for the good things. We can thank you for what you have done for us. Lord, we also know just from reading your word, we know that many times some of these bad things that happen to us, many of them, Lord, are are there to teach us something. Not all of them, I believe. I believe some evil just happens and we're not going to know until we get to be with you why they happened. But Father, we know sometimes that tough times come because we need to learn to lean on you a little more. But Father, we can give thanks to you. We can give thanks to you in the middle of it all. Lord, I pray that if there's someone here today, someone within the sound of my voice, someone who has not made that commitment to walk with you, to ask your son Jesus into their heart for the forgiveness of sins and to be Lord of their life, maybe today they need to make that decision. Maybe they need to know what it's like to be carried by you, to be cared for by you, to be loved by you, to be forgiven by you. Maybe there's someone that needs to make that decision to follow you. God, I'm praying for that person, whoever they are right now. Lord, that they would give their heart to you. That they would allow you to be in charge of their life. That they would understand that they are a sinner. They have sinned. Listen, if we've ever done anything wrong, it's a sin. And it's a sin against you, Father. And we need to be forgiven. So, Father, I pray that if there's someone that needs to make that decision to follow you, that they would make that decision today. Please, Lord, help them not to put it off. Truly, we do not know just how temporary this world is or just how temporary our lives are. But, Father, I pray, Lord, that if there's someone that needs to make that decision, that they would. Lord, maybe there's someone in a family, maybe a family member of a family here today that is just having a difficult time. Maybe they've not asked Christ into their heart. Maybe they need to make that decision. Maybe they have, and yet they're having a difficult time. God, I want to pray for that person right now. I want to pray for that person, Lord, that you would lift them up, bring healing and comfort to their soul, Father. Lord, that you would minister to them. Please, God. Lord, help us to be careful and safe through the Thanksgiving, Father. Help us to be wise. And, but, Father, help us to love on each other. Oh, God, help us to share our love with each other. And most of all, God, our thankfulness to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement. We hope that these have been words of encouragement to you today. Uh, We also are wanting you to know we're praying for you today. If uh, you're listening on the day this uh, podcast is released, then you're listening on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, If you're not, hey, I hope that your Thanksgiving went well. I do want you to know that we're praying for you during these times and during these holidays. Uh, We know that some people have lost loved ones this year, and it's very, very difficult to walk through a holiday without them, especially if you were unable to be near them uh, because of COVID. Uh, I tell you what, 
this uh, ride through this year has been just unbelievable, hasn't it? Uh, but I want you to know that as you walk through this year, as we make it through the end to the end of this year, uh, we have a God who's with us. We have a God who is going to help us. We have a God who's going to walk with us. We have a God even who is going to hold our hand as we walk through these days. And I want you to lean on Him. I want you to do that. I want you to trust in Him, and I want you to lean into His arms. Uh, he, he's a God who loves us, and He's a God who cares. Will you let Him care for you? Will you let Him do that for you? Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.